Good evening. We would like to welcome everyone who is joining us tonight. In this Bible study, we will be reading and reflecting upon the gospel reading for this coming Sunday. But before we begin, we would like to invite those who are joining us on YouTube to tell us your name and where you're tuning in from. We'd love to hear from you and we encourage everyone to participate throughout tonight's Bible study discussions. Joining me this evening is Mike. Um, good evening, Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. All right. So we're looking forward to a great Bible study tonight. So let's get started. Okay, so this evening we will be reflecting upon the gospel for Sunday, November 15th, the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. All right, now before we start, we'd like to begin with an opening prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, we open our hearts, minds, and souls to worship you. Thank you that today we dwell in your kingdom and live in your presence. Thank you that as we gather together, we join with all Catholic Christians across the world to glorify your holy name. Come be with us, inspire us, and lead us in our time together. We ask all this in the beautiful name of Jesus, amen. amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Okay, tonight's reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 14 through 30, the parable of the talents. Okay, all right, I'm turning it over to you, Mike. Okay, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. A man going on a journey called in his servants and entrusted his possessions with them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to a third one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. Immediately, the one who received five talents went and traded with them and made another five. Likewise, the one who received two made another two. But the man who received one went off and dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came back and settled accounts with them. The one who had received five talents came forward, bringing the additional five. He said, Master, you gave me five talents. See, I have made five more. His master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come, share your master's joy. Then the one who received two talents came forward and said, Master, you gave me two talents. See, I have made two more. His master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come, share your master's joy. Then the one who had received the one talent came forward and said, Master, I knew you were a demanding person harvesting where you did not plant and gathering where you did not scatter. So out of fear, I went off and buried your talent in the ground. Here it is back. His master said to him in reply, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I did not plant and gather where I did not scatter? Should you not then have put my money in the bank so that I could have gotten back interest on my return? Now then, take the talent from him and give it to the one who, give it to the one with 10. For to everyone who has, more will be given and he will grow rich. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And throw this useless servant into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. Okay, thank you, Mike. All right, we're going to turn now to our reflection questions. Okay, so this evening, Mike will be reading all of your comments and reflections as they come into our chat box. He will also be reading tonight's, um, or he well, he just read tonight's gospel reading. Um, so what we're gonna do right now is look, um, you know, check out our comments. So if any of them come in, Mike's going to um, read those. Thank you once again, guys, for tuning in this evening. Okay, um, so we're gonna go to our reflection questions. All right, let's take a look at our first question. 
So first we have, what is this parable about? How does it connect with our other recent gospel readings? So let's take these one at a time. So what is this parable about? I'm gonna give everybody some time to think about that and respond. Okay, while they're doing that, we have some people who are chiming in already. I uh, just want to say, first of all, welcome and good evening, uh, Sandra Grace, who says good evening, everyone. Good evening. My first time here, and I hope to win the drawing. Okay, we'll talk about that drawing at the end. Uh, let's see, we've got John, who says hello. Katie says hello. Gary hello. says blessings from Hawaii. Um, Angela says good evening. Cheryl says hello from Cincinnati, Ohio. We have Ernie, who says hello from Colorado. Janice Wyatt, who says hi, Mike and Kate. I'm from Upper Michigan. Uh, we have Mandy Joan who says, amen. Good evening from Tampa, Florida. Pam A says, peace of Christ, everyone. And Teresa Baker Carl says, howdy from Michigan. So we got a couple of Michigan people here tonight. Awesome. Oh, hey, guys. Awesome. So our first question, as Kate said, is what is this parable about? So we're giving you guys some time if anyone wants to go ahead and tell us what you think. And how does this relate to the other gospel readings that we've uh, talked about. Christy Asbury says, hello, Kate and Mike. Hello, Christy. Oh, Thank hello. you for joining us. All right. Well, um, hmm. what do you think, Mike? Uh, let's see. Well, this one always got me um, the word talents. Um, in a sense, the master obviously is, is talking about money. Uh, if you go down he talks about why didn't you put the talent into the bank and make interest. But um, I also kind of think of this talent as what we refer to as talents today, um, because everything that we're supposed to be doing at this point in our lives is, you know, the talents God gives us uh, to, you know, bring people in to the, to the kingdom of God, to the gospel, get them to know, so I think also in this gospel, the word talent can be related to what we're talking about today. Although I'm sure it has more meaningful meanings such as probably faith, uh, the gifts of God can be talents. So I think in this point, I think the purpose of this is, you know, you know what God has given to us, uh, what do we do with it? And um, what more will we give back to the Lord when it's time for our judgment, um, when we have to give accounts? for those talents, because we are the servants. That's my thoughts. What do you think, Kate? Right, I, I agree, definitely. I think it has to do with the gifts that God's given us and how well we use those gifts, how well we make use of them. Do we really try to use them or do we just kind of not do anything with them? So, I mean, because in, you know, we're told like the idea of measure through measure, measure for measure, so to whom much is given, much is expected. So if God's given you certain talents and abilities, if he's blessed you with a certain amount of knowledge, if he's blessed you with faith, if he's blessed you with, you know, loved ones, friends, all those things, are you using what he's given you? Like, are you really, you know, first of all, are you thankful for what he's giving you? And are you using them to help build up his kingdom? Are you, you know, how well do you, you know, present yourself as a good example to your loved ones? If you are given the gift of knowledge, how do you use that knowledge? If you're given the gift with faith, how do you share that faith? If you are given a certain amount of, you know, financial, you know, like comfort wise, you know, if you're financially comfortable, do you share what you have with others? That kind of thing. So I think that all ties into it. Um, when we talk about talents, I think about that one gospel reading where there was like a poor woman who gave, I think it was just like one penny to the church and it was like all she had. And she gave more, like Christ said to the apostles or disciples, like she gave more than all the other guys who are putting in like so much money. And the reason she gave more was because she gave of what she had. And that's pretty much, that was all she had. So, you know, it makes us think how well are we using our talents to serve God? So that's what comes to mind throughout this That's a reading. good point. I didn't even think of that. That's, that's awesome. We have some people who are uh, commenting here. Sandra Grace says, it confuses me because we, uh, don't we bring our gifts when we come before the Lord when we die? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's, I would think so, right, Kate? Right, right. Because it, this ties in with the second part of the question. How does it connect with our other recent gospel readings? 
the last week we saw the, the previous gospel reading was about the um, the women who had the oil and some of them like five were wise, five were foolish. And the five wise virgins, they had enough oil and then the five foolish ones didn't. And the oil supposedly we learned represents our, you know, our gifts that we bring to God, you know, and our talents. So, you know, in our unique relationship with God, I think with how well we use the talents that he had given us. So when we come to God, he's going to say, you know, how well did you use the talents that I've given you? How well did you use those gifts? So I think that ties into that in the end of our life when judgment okay. comes. Very good. Good point, Sandra. <clears throat> uh, Singing Angie, good evening. Uh, Singing Angie says, the talents given are valuable gifts of mercy and love that God is giving us. Okay, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're supposed to be giving those gifts to other people and um, you know, having it spread. So that's a really good point, Sing Angie. Uh, Katie says, I think it means no matter how much we have been given, we are all expected to do our best with what God gives us. Okay, right. very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Pam says, our relationship to God and what serving him looks like. Okay, all right, that's good. Um, Angela says, God gives us gifts and talents to use wisely for others. All right. Uh, Gary says it has to do with the gifts we receive from God and how we use them or not use them to help others and spread the good news of Jesus. Okay, so everyone's pretty much on the same point or way of thinking here with this. Okay, Sing Angie says if we share these talents with others, which are represent representations of God's love and mercy, they will be multiplied. Good point. Uh, the Terminator, good evening, the Terminator, another Michigan person. That's three now. Uh, John says, could it mean using our talents for discipleship? You know what? I I like that one as well. Like that's Mm -hmm. when I first read this, that's what I was thinking of, Um, you know, because, you know, all of our gifts are from God and that includes our talent talent. So as I read this, you know, I know, again, it mentions money and, you know, making interest and all that stuff, but um, everything here is symbolic. So I look at it also as talent and how are we using, like if someone can sing, how can we use that to, you know, bring God to other people and bring other people to God? If someone's mm-hmm. an artist, what can they do? Um, you know, anything that, you know, cause our talents are from God. So that's what I was thinking, um, Terminator. Uh, or was that John? Sorry, John. Angela says the five virgins kept their faith going to meet Jesus. Talents are to keep on going and using it until we meet Jesus. Absolutely. So like the gifts of the talents and the oil and lamps are probably pretty much on the same uh, thing here, I would think. Right, Kate? Right. I, I agree. Definitely. And I think that you're right, too, about the discipleship part. I think that there are multiple gifts that God gives us because that way we are able to connect with other human beings and help out each other on the path to heaven. So we each contribute, you know, we use our gifts to, you know, to lead souls. And I think that's the important, like we, and to serve God. So I think that's how this, how everything relates. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Terminator Medina says, both servants received and made back as much as given. The lazy servants, the lazy servant is very lazy and no trust. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Teresa Baker Carl says, it reminds me of the song about putting our lamp on the basket rather than under in other words, give our brightest light, shine in the darkness. That's a good point. I like that. It's very, right. very, right on. Okay. Kate, we're good with this question. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks for, uh, for your comments. Let's move on to the next part. Okay. So what do the various symbols or people in the parable represent? So the master, the servant, the talent, etc. So what do each of these things represent? So... Who does the master represent, the servant, talent? What does that represent? And so forth. Yeah, we'll give everybody a few minutes to, or a few seconds, about 30 seconds. I think we kind of already addressed these actually already, but mm-hmm. um, if anybody wants to clarify for us, that'd be great. In the meantime, we have a couple of more comments that just came in. Um, let's see. Janice Wyatt says, we all receive the gifts of mercy and love from God. Yes, absolutely. Um, Because they are definitely gifts. Uh, Pam Mm -hmm. says, also, it is a warming 
uh, excuse me, is a warning, any inclination to make excuses for not using the gifts we are given. Since we are mind, body, and spirit, it would probably include gifts in every aspect of our being. Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah, because we see true. how the, you know, what happens to the lazy servant, you know? Can I, can I be honest with you guys for one second? When I first read this, and I'm talking about like, gosh, years ago, when I first read this, I was, I always compared myself as the one who, like, I didn't understand the story, okay? So I always thought of myself like as being the one who would have buried it to make sure it doesn't get lost or damaged or anything like too. that. <laughs> I, it never dawned on me at that time that we weren't talking about like talents and gifts or um, money and things like that. It, I, don't know. I just remember that's the first time hearing this story and I was kind of upset that I probably would have been the one that got the boot out of heaven, but okay. Uh, Gary Aloha says, uh, the master is God, the servant is all of us, and talents are the gifts given to us. I agree with that. I think that's pretty much what this is about. Katie says, master is God, we are the servants, and the talents are gifts from God. Uh, KJ, good evening. KJ says, master is Jesus, servants are us, talents are our gifts. Um, Pam says, master God, servant the believer, talents could be all gifts from God, but could be our responsibility to protect the deposit of the faith. Oh, okay, Pam. That's a good sure. point as well. Uh, Terminator says, uh, Master is God's servants are his people, money, gifts, and abilities. And Singing Angie says, Master is God, servants are us. The story is reminding us that when our time on earth is done, we will be asked how we used our talents for God's glory. Very good mm -hmm. point, Singing Angie. That's true. Very good point. Yeah. Uh, Teresa says, God is the master. We are the servants and the talents are the many ways God gives us to serve him and others. And Sandra says, our gifts representing um, are being called by God. Okay, so are the gifts representing our being called by God? Hmm. Kate? Yeah, I think that um, it, it could be, I mean, I think we're called to use the gifts I mean, I, I certainly think that that's the point because he gave, God gives the gifts for a reason. So when he gives us the gifts, it's his way of, you know. I, I have something to chime in on there. If we go back okay. to the beginning, this is a good question. Mm -hmm. uh, if we go back to the very beginning, it says to one, he gave five talents to another two and to a third one, each according to his ability. Right. So that's a key point. So thank mm -hmm. you for bringing that up, um, Sandra. So in other words, God doesn't give us more than we can handle, and um, but he expects big things with what he does give to us. So that's a right. very good question. All right. And you know what? And I also think, too, the lazy servant or the wicked servant could also probably represent the person who probably was comparing himself to the other, all the other servants who have more. So maybe the lazy, wicked servant said, well, you know, why should I do anything with this measly, like whatever I have when this person has all this and this person has, you know, is able to do, you know, has, seems to have all these talents or everything going for him. So therefore, you know, the lazy servant just sit down and say and moan and groan about the little thing that he does have instead of doing anything with it. So that's another way of looking at that, I think. Cool. And I think Pam, who's uh, chiming in right here, she just said they are different because the being a servant is our being called by God. So I think that's pretty much oh, in alignment. Um, Teresa says, partly. Uh, KJ says, good evening. Good evening, KJ. I'm Kelly mm -hmm. and I am from Maryland. I love your St. Michael Chaplet. I have never heard this version until this week. I love it. That's awesome, KJ. We're oh, excited that, that it's helpful to you. Thanks for letting us know. It's awesome. Katie says, very good point, Kate. Uh, Pam says, I think you are changing the parable, Kate. Oh. Oh. Hmm. I don't know. Okay, well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just like, that's, I mean, we have to think about, I was just thinking about why the um, lazy servant wasn't using the talent, like out of fear or, you know, for whatever reason. But, you know, however we, you know, it's just a way of seeing it, I guess. All right. Okay. Um, so any other comments about uh, we this have question? Gary, who says the lazy servant could be a devout Christian, but one without action. It's a good point. That's what I'm sure. thinking that the lazy power, the lazy servant probably is. So, okay, Kate, um, that's all that we have for this one. Okay.
Okay. All right, so next it says, what kind of person does the lazy servant represent? Oh, okay, we we're just talking about this. And was he being honest with the excuse that he gives to the master? Okay, what hmm. kind of person does the lazy servant? Okay, good. So here's our question, guys. Feel free to chime in. We'll give you guys some time. Um, Pam says, because she's adding facts, why he isn't using the tablets is because of his fear, it says. Okay. Uh, Teresa says, does this mean sharing little gifts like writing poetry? I write about my faith. Teresa, yes, I would think that talents are talents and, you know, I can't write poetry and God knows I hate poetry. It, it puts me to sleep, but people, so a lot of people do love and, and appreciate poetry. And if that's one way to evangelize, then by all means, that's the talent God has given you. Definitely. I would definitely say that's a good way of, of using your talents. Absolutely. I sing badly, but I like to, um, I like to sing. So, you know, even though I sing badly, I don't, I don't necessarily care. It's just that, you know, I'm singing for joy. And, you know, when I'm at church, there's people always turning around looking at me like they're probably wondering, my gosh, who told this guy who, that he could sing? But when that spirit is in you and, you know, I'm not trying to be a show off or anything. It's just that, you know, I want to no, I'm sing. the one who sings badly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sing much better, Kate, but... <laughs> Um, so yeah, your, your talent could be anything, even writing stories or, um, there is a YouTuber he's, he's not on anymore, but he is a, a jock. Like he's all about sports and what he used to do. I don't think he's on anymore is that he used to take like things like football and use aspects of football to teach about the faith and, and things of that sort. So like things that don't seem obvious as a talent that you can use to evangelize certainly is. I mean, just be creative. You can do anything. And the, the goal is, is that we're trying to share this great love of, of God with everyone. And no matter what you need to do to get through to them, to relate to them, so go to their level, however it is, and their interests tap into it, that they can understand that's, that's a gift to them. And I think that's what, you know, God would want us to do or God does want us to do. Okay, uh, so we got some more comments coming in and they're coming in pretty fast. Let's see. Um, okay, Angela's mind is replaying from the beginning, so she's probably a couple questions behind us. John says, someone who lacks faith, both in himself and Christ, sometimes doing something we are called to do requires a leap of faith. Okay, so he's responding to what kind of a person is the lazy servant represents. That's a good point. Um, uh, where are we at here? I'm sorry, guys. Uh, sing Angie, Mike to God, everyone sings beautiful. Thank you, Sing Angie. My mother always says, make a joyful noise. So <laughs> joyful noise I do make. <laughs> uh, let's see. Katie says, maybe the lazy servant represents someone who can't do that much, perhaps someone who's disabled, but everyone has gifts and we have to do the best we can with what we were given. Well, that's interesting. I'm not sure if um, the disability would be because I don't think Jesus would re react that harsh to someone who is unable to physically or mentally do something. It sounds like the reason that why they're lazy is that they do have it in them to do it, but they just choose not to. That's just my understanding. Kate, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's according to, it says in the beginning, each one's given something according to his ability, you know, to handle. So we're all given different talents, different abilities. Um, so looking at the gospel, the part where um, the guy says the one talent, um, I'm looking for, I'm just scanning their back to the gospel here. The one who received one talent came forward and said, master, I knew you were a demanding person, harvesting where you did not plant and gathering where you did not scatter. So out of fear, I went off and buried your talent in the ground. Here it is back. So you know, so this person, it's just took the talent and did nothing with it. Now, the person, we don't know if the person was, you know, what abilities the person had physically, if the person had physical limitations or whatever the case may be. But the point is, whatever he could do, he didn't do anything with it. So, okay. Yeah. I'm so not, Katie says, oh, sure uh, yeah, that. I was probably getting too much in the weeds there. It's all good. That's, you know, that's, no, that's, it's, it's, that's fine. This is what we're here to do is like faith share and, and learn, Katie. So, we're glad that you mentioned and, and said that. That's awesome. Uh, KJ says, we don't know the heart of someone and why they waste their talent. But for me, 
I waste my talents sometimes because of fear. I care too much what people think sometimes. I think that's a natural problem for a lot of people, KJ. Right. Um, it's easy to come on and, and faith share with people who are, you know, share the same faith. But like, imagine going, in, going into a room full of anti-Catholics or anti-Christians and trying to share this information. I think fear would definitely be like something that would impede me as well. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's natural, but yeah, fear does hold back a lot of people. Uh, Sandra says, I think uh, he was a little arrogant. I think she's talking about the lazy servants. Yeah, it could be. Um, yeah, I, I, I would see, I could see where you think he might be arrogant that, you know, he's trying to, sounds like he's trying to turn it around to blame the master. Well, I know master, you're this kind of person and that kind of person. And the master rolls around and oh yeah? Well then why didn't you do this and all that? So yeah, that's a good point, Sandra. Uh, Gary says he has gifts, but not using them to help others or spread the word. He keeps the gifts only to benefit himself. Yes, I, I agree with that as yeah. well. Yeah, yep. the idea of barring it, yeah. Janice says it truly sounds like the servant was putting down the master, sounded belittling. I agree. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, Teresa says, God says sing with what you have because singing is praying twice. I've heard that. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's comforting. Thank you, Teresa. Uh, the Terminator says, lazy servant is of this world, full of fear, guilt, worry, and anxiety. This clouds his mind, full of self-pity, and is listening to the evil darkness. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. Uh, let's see. Pam says, the servant reminds me of all those people in the parable of the sowing, sowing of the seeds. They get choked out of fear, or excuse me, they get choked out by fear. They have no roots. The devil snatches their good intent away, etc. It's a good point, Pam. I agree. Mm -hmm. uh, Sing Angie says, God knows how hard it is uh, to grow his flock, so he gives us these gifts of talents to share to bring lost souls to him. Good point, Sing Angie. She also continues and says, his anger at the servant is coming from not using it for what it was intended for his glory. Good point. Good mm -hmm. point. And Teresa says, ever see a down syndrome baby they bring joy just by being they don't work at it that's so true that's they true. are they mm -hmm. are adorable absolutely absolutely all right kate uh that's all we have so far so okay um well the next so the next point of this is was he being honest with the excuse that he gives to the master so was the ser lazy servant being honest with his excuse so if we look back at his excuse he said, Master, I knew you were a demanding person harvesting where you did not plant and gathering where you did not scatter. So out of fear, I went off and buried your talent in the ground. Here it is back. So was his excuse, you know, that he gives the master, was that an honest excuse? What do you guys think? Hmm. Hmm. Kate, you want to chime in? Sure. Okay. So First of all, I think he was looking for, you know, if we know if the master, obviously the master we know represents God and as God's servants, we understand being his servants that the talents are given to us to be, to be used to build up the kingdom. So I don't think his excuse is an honest excuse that he gives to the master um, because he says, master, I knew you were a demanding person. Well, we, God is loving god is merciful and just um if to keep that in mind says harvesting where you did not plant well giving this servant the talent you know he's planting something in him planting the talent in him that should have been even the one talent that should have been used somehow so um i don't think that his excuse was an honest excuse i think he was just trying to make up an excuse for as to why he didn't use the talent yeah because it said they, he immediately went and dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. Right. He so didn't it sounds like try. he didn't even try. Right. But uh, Gary um, answered plain simply no <laughs> to the question. <laughs> Straight to the point. Pam yeah. says, I am surprised by this question since we should not make a practice of trying to judge other people's motives. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. 
Yeah. This was I mean, in the it's... this was in the study guide. <laughs> so. Yeah, this is one of the questions that you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't know. We don't know his motive, but I think the the master tells us what the servant's motive was because obviously he's not showing him any mercy. So, but yeah, I, I agree, Pam, that we shouldn't take it upon ourselves to, you know, right. judge anyone's motives, you know. Uh, Singy Angie says, we are not judging here. We are discussing our thoughts only. Okay, thank you, Singy Angie. Uh, Teresa Baker Carl says, excuses are rarely honest. It's a de deflection, making the master guilty or trying. Mm, that's a good point. Mm. Um, being school teachers, <laughs> we, we sometimes see, I've, I've found myself in a situation a couple of times where um, the student tries to pin it back in the teacher's direction and um, no, nah, it doesn't write quite work that way, but um, that's what I think of with this right here. Yeah, especially, especially your master, that's not gonna fly by. Um, uh, a good point, Teresa. The Terminator says, excuses benefit those in which, okay, hold on. Excuses benefit those in which those excuses apply to themselves. No excuses, stop being lazy and get to work. Just trying is what God wants from us. Um, as the apostle Paul stated, you do not work, you do not eat. Terminator, that's, I love that. That's, I mean, that's, right. so, that's dead on with this. Absolutely. You don't work, you don't eat and no excuses. So and that's what I, that's what I say to myself when I'm feeling lazy. I'm like, all right, gotta, gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was a saying I've been trying to find. So, someone said it was St. Aquinas um, that we Thomas were, that Aquinas? We, that's what I think, that's what I think it was. But I can't find any documentation that they said that we were made for working. Um, like I can't find that quote anywhere, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm a bit of a workaholic. So for me that, it's something yeah, that, too. you know, when I do get my, my cases of being lazy, um, I do tend to think of that. So and that usually motivates us. And then there was the one where there was, was it um, Elijah or Alicia underneath the tree? And, uh, and they just wanted to die. And then the angel right. of the Lord appeared and said, get up, there's work to do or something. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's how it goes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kays Irk says, good evening from Kentucky. Good evening, Kays. Good evening. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. All right, Kate, that's all we have for this one. Okay. Thanks guys for your thoughts on that. Okay. Next we have, what can you see in his response about his view of the master? So we're talking about the lazy servant. So what can you see in his response about his view of the master? Was this accurate? Why was he so negative? Okay. Wait a minute. Let me see. What can you see in his response about his view of the master? Was so how does he perceive the Why master? Why was he so negative? Oh, this is an interesting one. Uh, feel free to chime in. Uh, Joseph Fazio just wrote in, says, men are called to work by the sweat of our brow. When men are productive, they are happy. I agree with that, Joseph. Mm -hmm. I know I am. And you know, like people get up in the morning and we're like, oh, I don't feel like going. But by the end of the day, after a good day's work, you feel accomplished. You know, you feel like you've, you know, you've, you've contributed something. So I agree with that. That's, that's very good. That's true. All right. So what can you see in his response about the view of his master, of the master? Was this accurate? Why was he so negative? Okay. Well, Teresa says disrespect. So Teresa sees the response is being disrespectful. Um, Gary says he did not have a good relationship with God. It's mm, a good point. It's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, because when you think about it, you know, going from you know servant to master to like person to God, how dare we even talk to God that way, you know, or make such assumptions about the Lord? But yeah, that's a good point. Looking at it from that perspective, right? Well. Um, Look, if the other two took what the master gave them and knew what to do with it, there's no reason why number three, you know, should have, you know, had a different inclination about the expectations of the master, you know? So 
it's just like the last gospel reading that we read last week where, you know, the five of the virgins made sure they had enough oil for their lamps to keep them lit. And then the other five were lazy. And, you know, when the time came, they, the, the, what was it? The bridegroom came unexpectedly, uh, unexpectedly. And, you know, they wanted, oh gosh, here we are. You know, I need, give me some of that. And they're like, no, <laughs> this is for us. Go to the market and get your own. So, okay. we got a couple of uh, responses here. The Terminator says, yes, he showed mercy. He tossed him out into the dark. He didn't kill the servants. Oh, but look where he's, look where he sent him where there would be wailing and grinding of teeth. So I don't know if that was, That's... I don't know if that was a merciful throw. Um, that, where did we see wailing and grinding of teeth at before to, to depict hell, yeah, right? Sounds like hell, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. Uh, Singing Angie says he called the master demanding. So my thought is he felt it was too much work for his one talent. He felt it was unfair instead of what a gift it really was. Oh, okay. Right. So he That's felt kind of slighted. So. That's kind of like what I was saying before, like, because I think he's probably comparing himself to the other guys that got more, to other people who got more, gotten more. Um, and also, I think he was making assumptions about God, because if you look at the part where the master says, you wicked, lazy servant, so you knew that I harvest where I did not plant and gather where I did not scatter, and that should you not then have put my money in the bank so that I could have got back with interest on my return. Okay, so in other, this person didn't do anything with the one talent at all. And so whoever, like, I think that's a good point. Um, someone said he didn't have a good relationship with the master, not a good relationship with God. Because if you have a good relationship with God, you're in a communication with God. And you say like, help me to do better, to use my talents, to build up your kingdom. So okay. cool. Uh, KJ says, God obviously knows our hearts and knows why we do things. And if God was harsh, it was because we could have done better and expected more. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. right. um, Pam says, Adam and Eve had the job of caring for the garden and were told at the fall that they would survive by the sweat of their brow. Correct. And those who work should not eat is another Bible passage. Good point, mm -hmm. Pam. Suma, good evening, Suma, says, please, God, help me. We'll keep you in our prayer, Suma. Um, Sandra Grace says, yes, that's it. He did not have a good relationship with God. Terminator says, yes, he was very jealous of the master. He didn't want to work. Maybe he just wanted to be the master. Pride. Oh, okay. Oh, right. that's a good point. Pam He's says- probably negative because he was ungrateful too, I'm thinking. Yeah. Pam says a servant is lazy and producing something is work. So his psyche excused him this way. Good point. Joseph says the servant was framed, excuse me, the servant has framed the master as a dominant overbearing and unfair person. Sometimes how we see the master can be positive or evil. Our point of view attitude affects our behavior. That's a good point. <clears throat> um, Kate and I <laughs> had a teacher way back in the day, no names, but um, nobody liked her because this, this teacher was very like, you know, um, she wouldn't give an inch, but I found this teacher to be amazing. Like that's, I, I, I love that teacher. I was mm -hmm. one of the few that liked that teacher. So I can see probably maybe relating this story to our personal experience with this teacher, you know, Maybe this was the teacher that that one person wasn't liking where the other ones did. So Joseph, that's a really good point. Thank you for bringing that up. And the last comment here is Teresa says, God is always just. So the servant received what he was owed. That's a good point, Teresa. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, the world likes to look at Jesus as merciful. And we talked about this last week as well. And Jesus certainly is merciful, but a lot of people either don't want to look at the other side of Jesus, well, not the other side, because he is 100% of everything, but he's also just, you know? And last week it was brought up where, you know, when we die, you know, if we were good, we go to heaven, but we don't want to think about like the person who didn't do what they were supposed to do that 
you know, it's not just like a free pass into heaven, that this is where we're seeing that Jesus is showing us, um, throw this useless, useless servant into the darkness outside where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. I mean, obviously that's, that's a side of Jesus that we don't ever want to see, you know, but it would be foolish of us to imagine that that doesn't exist. You know, Jesus has expectations and, you know, the more one's given, the more the expectation of him is. So, um, so again, we're seeing both sides of Jesus, you know, and how he deals with um, his servants, his people, you know, in this story and in the last couple of gospels. So, uh, Kay says it is about the kingdom of God. Yes, this story is definitely about the kingdom mm -hmm. of God. Good. All right, Kate, uh, we're done with this one, looks like. Okay. All right. Thank you guys for your comments on this. Okay. Moving on. Um, if the master represents Jesus, how can we understand his statement that you knew that, at, that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed? So if the master represents Jesus, how can we understand his statement that you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed? That was a deep one. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, feel free to chime in, guys. Help us out with this one. This one's tough. Yeah, so think about that. Like when... You know, I'll let other people, I could say some, but I'll um, see if anybody has any thoughts on this. Um, All right, let's read so, that line one more time. Sure. Okay, so if the master represents Jesus, how can we understand his statement that you knew that at harvest where I have, you knew that I, that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed? Well, <clears throat> I'm going to go on a limb here and I'm going to say it looks like that the lazy servant knew the expectations of the master, um, in this case, Jesus. Um, he knew more than he's leading on to. Um, that's, that's what I'm thinking this might mean. Yeah, um, I'm thinking a couple things here with this. First of all, I'm thinking of the, the one of the other parables of the sower where the kingdom of God's like, you know, the sowing of the seed and some of the seed falls on the good ground and grows and then some of it falls on the rocky ground and, you know, different things like that. So when we are, when we're given talents, I think we're expected to be sowers of the seed, like sow the seeds of the kingdom of God. Um, so... I think that where it says, you knew that I harvest where I have not sent, like, you know, in other words, I think the cert, lazy cert was making assumptions perhaps about Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, at harvest time, it's like we know, harvest time is when the end of the world where there's got like the gathered, like the good are gathered, you know, for to go to God's kingdom. And then the wicked are gathered also to be tossed into the fire and everything kind of like the idea of the good wheat and the bad wheat mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, so, you know, um, I think it has something, this has something to do along those lines, understanding his statement. The person is making assumptions, I guess, about the harvest, about the end of time when ga God gathers the good and the bad. And so I think it's something along those lines. Okay, uh, we got some people who are chiming in. I'm just going to go through these pretty quickly. Uh, Gary says he welcomes all people, Jews, Gentiles, etc. Uh, Pam says Jesus is affirming he is God of believer and non-believer. Okay, so Jesus is affirming um, that he is God of believer and non-believer and of all creation. Everything is his. Singing Angie says, my thought is we are being used to harvest and grow new seeds for him with our talents. D.F. says, we are all supposed to go and tell everyone about Jesus and the good news. Akshay says, study, reasoning, and experience is a formula to extract the essence of the, wor of the words. Only one can't help. Reading between the lines is essential. Uh, Vicky says, it's like planting the seed and someone else harvests 
harvest it in another time and place. Uh, Kimath009 says, please play the song, I am Catholic and I am alive. Thank you and God bless us. Uh, Teresa says, we are all called to the Lord. We choose to say yes or no. Darren says, thank you so much for spreading the word of God. Thank you, Darren. Joseph says, knowing the rules of the game are essential to playing to win. When we know the rules, then we play, we play to win. When you're not interested in the rules or the law, then you reject the game and fold. Good point. Um, Akshay says, the episode of Martha and Mary while behaving with Jesus is helpful in opening the eyes. That's so funny. I actually did think of Martha and Mary where Jesus mm-hmm. says, Mary, Martha chose the, was it Mary or Martha? Chose the better um, while the other one was doing all the work. That's right. a good point, actually. Yeah, Thank you for doing that. Okay, Kate, uh, we're getting low on time here. Oh, okay. All right, guys. Once again, thanks for chiming in and participating. Okay, moving on. What does this verse mean? for To everyone who has, more will be given and he will grow rich. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. So what do we think about that one? So we'll give everybody a couple of uh, seconds here. For to everyone who has, more will be given and he will grow rich. But from the one who has not, uh, even what he has will be taken away. Well, I think the Lord's talking about, obviously, faith here, right? Right. And um, also, um, the yeah. gifts of the Holy Spirit, too. Oh. Because if we have the gifts, because if we use the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we bear the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Good point. Yeah. And then if, you know, the little that they, that the ones that have little of whatever they do have will be taken away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. Um, because, you know, the, you know, prayer is like an investment really to our faith. And the more that we pray, the more, you know, faith that that grows, you know, so that's probably what the Lord means is, um, we will grow rich being rich in faith, you know, and, um, rich in good works and, um, yeah. Okay. Well, that's what we think. Let's see if, um, anyone else is, uh, sharing right here. Um. Okay. Um, Arma says, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was gonna say it's kind of like as you sow, so shall you reap. So if you, you know, sow the seeds, you're going to reap and be rich. But if you don't sow the seeds, you're not going to have anything. Good point. Okay, Arma says, perhaps gathering from where um, I do not show refers to the gathering of people who are the Gentiles. Oh, okay, going back to the other question. Um, That's a good point. Kimeth says, after this live stream, please play this song. Thank you. Uh, I'm not sure what song that is, Kim Kimeth. And we also have to be careful of copyright stuff, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So if it's a copyright material, we would get in trouble by the copyright police on YouTube. Um, but if, if you want to put the link in the comment section, that would be great so that we can listen to it. Stacy says, uh, please pray for... Um, Beverly Beatty, she was stabbed, punctured her lung and grazed liver when she protected an elder, elderly man in DC. We certainly will add that to the prayer intention, Stacy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Gary says, growing rich is being rewarded in heaven. All right. Vicky says, yes, it's like the oil in the lamps, the holy will, the holy W, uh, the Holy Spirit. Okay. Uh, Akshay says, when one takes things for own use only without accepting the contribution of others is wrong, will be taken away. Okay, thank you. Um, and then Pam says, the has is an understanding. The has is an understanding. And Joseph says, the gifts we have been given are squandered or multiplied based on how we live in faith, hope, and love. Okay, it's got some really good um, responses. Thank you guys very much. Thank okay, you. Kate, that's all we got. Okay, oh. thanks guys. All right, so that ends our discussion for tonight. Um, Thank you again to everybody for participating. Okay, now we're going to look at the Catholic explanation of the parable. Okay, one second, I'm just gonna add in Mina's um, comment Mm -hmm. who says, in the New Testament, use of um, the practical wisdom, um, the reference transcends to the original level. 
Okay, so um, Mina's referred to a bunch of gospel passages. Thank you, Mina. Okay, Kate. Okay, great, thank you. Okay, um, so here, God's gifts. The gospel tells us clearly that God distributes his gifts among us as he wills, and he entrusts each one of us with a mission. He gives us what we need to produce fruits for his kingdom, and he expects us to use those gifts responsibly and diligently. No two people are exactly alike, and God treats each one individually as a unique person made in his image. We need to live before God and respond to him sincerely by using to the maximum the talents he has given us. Are we making the best use of all that God has given us, or have we neglected some things and taken others for granted? Might we be committing a sin of omission with regards to some of our talents? That's a good point. Okay, life as a mission. The servants who invest the talents and make a return on them have understood the purpose of their lives and the time they have at their disposal. These servants were generous with everything their master had given them, making it bear fruit, and they received from him the reward of greater intimacy and more responsibility. Each of us is also given a limited amount of time in life to use our various gifts to give glory to God and help save other souls. We too should work every day to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. Okay, the useless servant. How often are we paralyzed by fear or false prudence into doing nothing, into trying just to preserve ourselves? Sometimes we don't take God's gifts seriously or think we have been given very little. And we use that as a rationalization for making no effort or for producing little for God. We blame circumstances or others, but the fact is we are neglecting to produce the fruits God wants. The master didn't expect a return of five talents from the servant to whom he gave only one. He would have been happy with a return of one more, but the lazy servant closed in on his, ego, on his egotism, self-love and laziness. We must resolve to use our God-given talents wisely so as to net him a big return. Whoops, I'm sorry. Okay, so those are the ends of those notes there. Okay, does anyone have any special intentions this evening that they would like to have prayed for? And we'll give everybody about 30 seconds. If you have any prayer intentions, um, the purpose of this is, you know, not only Kate and I pray for your intentions, but um, everyone together, um, if you see someone who has a prayer intention that, you know, more prayers would be offered up if we all prayed for that person's intentions. And just going back to the one about um, Stacy, who was asking that we please pray for Beverly Beatty, who was stabbed um, in Washington, D.C. She was trying to protect an elder, elderly man. Okay, so Beverly Beatty is the name. So we would like to pray for her. Um, if anyone else has any prayer intentions, we invite you to share those. We'll give it about 45 more seconds. Uh, Pam says prayer intention, the triumph of the Immaculate Heart. Okay. Um, Yadera says for the Rodriguez Figueroa family, for the conversion of Jay Figueroa and Linda Collazo. Okay, thank you. Kate's writing these down, by the way, guys. Mm -hmm. um, KJ is asking for prayers for my sister who just passed away and my family mm -hmm. during this rough time. We're so sorry to hear that, KJ. We most certainly will pray for your family, for you and for the soul of your sister. Uh, Vicki says, uh, please pray for my daughter, Jennifer, surgery on the 18th. Our priest also has COVID. We certainly will pray mm -hmm. for Jennifer and for your parish priest. And for you, Vicki, as well, and your family. Katie says, I am struggling from injuries from a fall, but I thank you for your prayers as I'm getting better. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Katie. We have been praying oh, for you. Been we appreciate it. Yeah. We're, we're glad to hear that you're feeling better. Um, Sing Angie says, please pray that the intervention that will happen this weekend to help my daughter, Miranda, is received positively by her. We sure will, Sing Angie. Mm -hmm. Praying Absolutely. for Miranda. Uh, Miranda, Miranda. Um, and Strickland says, please pray for my dad who is now sick. We certainly will. 
Um, Michelle Lawrence says, please pray for my sister. She has a hole in her brain, unexplained, verified with scans. She is suicidal. So sorry to hear that, Michelle. Mm -hmm. We most certainly will. Uh, Joseph says, uh, please pray for all married couples that need healing and forgiveness. For this, we pray to the Lord. Amen. Lord, hear our prayer. Roberto says, I'm from Brazil. I'm being accused of a crime I didn't commit. Okay, we certainly will pray for you, mm -hmm. Roberto. Yeah, you know what, Roberto? Think of Jesus when they locked him up for blasphemy. You know, Jesus was innocent. Uh, Elizabeth says, please pray for my daughter and family. They have COVID. Uh, she has five children. We certainly will, Elizabeth. Um, Teresa says, I have two surgeries coming up. Just as of now, my blood work is off. I really need both. We will certainly keep you in our prayers, Teresa. Um, Arma says, please pray for those who are being led astray and for those who are affected by COVID. Please pray for our Christian churches. Absolutely. Uh, Katie says, prayer is always for you, Kate and Mike, and your ministry. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Um, John says, for my daughter, for a quick recovery. Absolutely, John. Um, La Profe Caraquista Fernandez says, uh, pray for my husband so he can remain home. He goes out all the time to drink, play, and gamble. Yes, we certainly will pray for him. Sandra says, uh, pray for special needs people. Yes, they are cherished and loved by God. Absolutely. I just lost my spot here. Okay. Um, Yadira's uh, Figueroa says, uh, the soul of Sandra Miranda for speedy recovery of Heather and her baby daughter. Absolutely, we'll pray for them. Uh, Sandra says, Rosie, pray for her and caregivers. Okay. Cheryl mm -hmm. says, please pray that I find a place to live by the end of the month. Oh, absolutely, Cheryl. Um, Jenna says, God's blessings in their ministry. Thank you. Thank you. Abdonio says, please pray for me and my family. My name is Abdonio Piozzo from India. Okay, we certainly will, Abdonio. Um, Janice says, Katie and Mike, thank you. Thanks for praying for us. All right. Okay, I think we got everything here, Kate. And if anyone has any more to add, just get in and add yeah, it. Um, we'll be going back through these anyway to write them down because they went pretty fast. All right, great. Okay. Kate. Hi. All right, guys. Thank you once again for um, all of your pr prayer intentions that we can pray for for you. Um, so that's great. And thank you for joining us tonight. Okay, let's go to our closing prayer. All right, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Thank you that we can live in your light and walk in your truth. May the things that you have revealed and thoughts that we have shared dwell in our hearts and stir us to action. We ask all this in the precious name of Jesus, amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. All right. So now we have something important to tell you guys about our giveaway. All right, Mike, over to you. You want to tell them about this? Okay. So um, if anyone's not on our, um, our Thursday night live chat show, <clears throat> Kate and I are given a $100 gift card to Amazon um, away not this Thursday, but the following Thursday is a thank you to you guys for your support. So we're doing this on the Catholic Live Chat Show Thursday, November 19th. It's on our YouTube channel, 8 o'clock. Um, if you guys are interested in signing up, you can just go to our kateandmike.com website and just get and fill in your information. It's free. And what's going to happen is we're going to pull out a name from a hat. If that person is watching, they'll have 60 seconds to respond that they're watching to claim their prize. If that person doesn't respond within 60 seconds, we toss their name to the side and we pull from the hat until we get a winner, okay? Now here's the good news. We only have seven people who have registered so far. So your chances of winning are really good right now. So um, again, there's a link in the description box if you're interested in, um, in signing up, okay? So it's a $100 gift card to Amazon. Use it for yourself, give it away for a Christmas gift. The choice is yours. The drawing is November 19th. Um, somewhere between 8 p.m. and 8.30, okay? All right, thanks, Kate.
Okay, great, thank you. Always exciting. All right. Okay, also guys, please check us out um, with our on podcasts on the various platforms we have there. So you can listen to us while you're on the go. Okay. Um, and also on Thursday nights, 8 p.m., as Mike was just um, talking about, we have our Catholic live chat show. And this during this time on Thursdays, we talk about current events and issues related to the Catholic faith. So that's Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So feel free to join us there too. All right, thank you once again, everybody, for participating tonight. Okay, great to have you. Great discussions as always. And welcome to all of our new people who joined us tonight. Definitely glad to have all of you guys. Okay, so thank you once again. All right, guys, take care and we'll see you next time. God bless everybody. Thank you very much. God bless. Bye-bye.